Hi, welcome to the cottage. We are a lively outpouring of an exciting adventure into God's riches and glories in Christ Jesus. We regularly work to activate an excitement for the kingdom of God as it is in the now until it comes into its fullness. We invite you to our sessions to explore the heights and depths of God's love in a fuller bandwidth. I'm Dr. Ken, the pastor of a small independent church seeking to return to the Lord's zeal in times where apathy and lethargy rule the day of the complacent. We try to shake things up and offer a temporary home as we travel this sod until we reach higher ground and connect into the everlasting life from above, here on the earth as it is in heaven. For more information, you can email us at thecottage at dken.cc. That is thecottage at dken.cc. Hi, welcome back to The Cottage. In this episode, we're in Psalm 8, where we discuss what is man. Hallelujah. We're in Psalm 8 this morning. What is man? We started off with Psalm 1 this morning, talking about the man who does this and that. We're going to continue that tonight. But I want to look at that word man, as I promised in Sunday school. So again, if you missed Sunday school, take someone out to eat who was here, or you can catch it. We got it out there when we get our messages going. You can catch it. We're going to do Psalm 8. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. And we got to think about what does God mean by his glory. And those of you who were here this morning, I kind of set you up for this. Verse 2 says, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. We'll break down this a little bit. We'll break down this a little bit. So we understand this. Out of the mouths... Of babes and sucklings. He has ordained strength. What is, what is the author trying to do here? What is the Holy Ghost wanting us to understand? That God takes the least of us, the weakest of us, and out of that he can defeat anything. He took the shepherd boy and five stones and did what? Do you remember? David? Goliath? Remember that story? No? Yes? Maybe? He takes the small. He takes the weak. And he ordains strength through them. What is man? That even you can use the smallest child. To preach the gospel. What is man? Because of thine enemies. <laughs> That's all I keep hearing about. We just spent how long? I don't know if you got the clock right, Gary, but we, we spent how long on the enemies? <laughs> how long on the prayer requests? How long? And those are just the new ones. Because the enemies are so strong and so much prevalent upon us in this present darkness, he's ordained strength for even the weakest of us. That thou mightest still the enemy. Still the enemy. He's going to still. Put the enemy on pause. 
acquired the enemy. Through what? Small children that God has strengthened. Hello, children of God. Because of your enemies, I'm going to give you the power. And you can still those enemies. Just like Jesus stilled the water. Remember, there's two people walked on water. I was always told there was only one. No, there's two. And he is inviting you to get out of the boat and walk with him. Be still, he says. Be still and know that I am God in Psalm 46.10. And I will be exalted above the nations and I will be exalted above the earth. Can you still? Are you experiencing that? Because you're still here. Was that one guy saying he's still standing? <laughs> you're still here. And he's going to get you through it. And you can still trust in God. To the point that you shut the enemy up. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. But God, the enemy, keeps hitting me. He's hit me once. He hit me twice. He hit me three times. You know, Jubilee, Teresa, fighting. She hit me. You do that. You don't do that, do you, Eli? No. No. And Paul says, I'm tired. He keeps the enemy. He just keeps hitting me. And God says, My grace is sufficient. I've answered your prayer. I give you the grace. I didn't give you what you wanted. I gave you what you needed. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness. So the power of Christ may rest upon me. He says Jesus is here. Paul said Jesus. I know he's coming but he's here. That's what he told me. I'm in you Paul. You can handle this. This is not Satan. This is the messenger of Satan. Not once, not twice, but thrice. Three times. <laughs> Luke 18, verses 13 and 14. But the tax collector standing afar off would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, just a sinner. I tell you, Jesus said, I tell you, this man. What man? What is man? This man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but those who humble themselves will be exalted. When we humble ourselves, God will raise us up. That's what we talked about. That he was going to exalt David and David's house and bring forth Christ through David. Of all people, David. Of all children. Through the wife Bathsheba. That was not a good story. But he got Christ out of that. If he can get a Messiah out of that mess, what can he get out of your mess? You ready? I told him. I didn't know if he's going to be here or not. I was hoping he would. Because that might still the enemy and who? Who? Do you know the Avengers? Do you know them guys? Do you watch them guys? 
Huh? Who's, who's your favorite Avenger? Iron Man. Iron Man. I got him up there. All right. He's even on the right side. I got him on the right side of the screen. And he's on the side you're on in the church. I mean, come on. Oh, my gosh. The world turns to this. Billions of dollars have been spent on this. Billions upon billions of dollars have been spent on this. Because they're looking for power to face these times. That the enemies that are coming are so strong, we need heroes to rise up and meet the challenge. And God says, I'll take babies and I'll do the Avengers. What is that? Do you do the other one? That's Marvel. Do you do DC? The other one? Do you do Shazam or whatever? Have you seen that one? Isn't Shazam where the little kid turns into this? Oh. Oh, you just do this one. Okay. He's supposed to say the magic word Shazam! What's our magic word? Jesus! The world says it. I always remember the guy who worked at Burning City said, Jesus Christ. I said, You started the prayer and I finished it. They know. They're looking for heroes. They want power to face the enemies. The onslaught is so much a part of the God says, I'll just I'll use babies. I will give them strength. As Larry prayed, as Ed all the time reminded, we are facing some Avenger level style stuff going on that requires heroes. That the world is turning to this because the church stopped offering the power of Christ. And they'd rather go see that for a couple hours. Or now three or four hours now some of these movies they get to escape out there and they get to dream and fantasize that a child can say a magic word and have the power of the gods just say Psalm 8 3 and 4 when I look at your heavens the work of your fingers See the fall leaves, the stars, the planets, the moon, the stars which you have set in place. When I look at all of that, what is man? What is man that you're mindful of him? And the son of man that you care for him? You've got all of that up there going on, God. Why in the world would you look at this speck of dust? <laughs> Uncle Randy Stonehill. Do you know Randy Stonehill? Christian singer from... Years ago, he says, we're on a dirt clod out in space. <laughs> and then in another song, he says, great big stupid world. Another song, he says, can I get off this planet? <laughs> I just got to find another planet. This one's... But God's looking at all of those specks in the sky. And we're not even a star. <laughs> we're not even a star. And he looks at this world... And says, I'm going on that world and I'm going to die for those people. What is man? That you, you God, are mindful of him. That you think of us. That we have access to you. That we can just go before you anytime we want. And we don't. What is the son of man that you care for him? 
Ephesians 2, 6. Ephesians 2 says, And hath raised us up together, exalted us, elevated us up, just like that tax collector, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ. He has put us up there with them. If you remember verse 1, he said he set his glory above the heaven. He has put us above them. What is man? Without mindful of him. There are three words that Hebrew could use here for man. The first one we all know, I keep telling you, Adam. It's where we get the word Adam from. It just means humanity. It's the general word, everybody. Or as they say in St. Louis across the road, everybody. <laughs> right? Over there where you work. There's the other word, ish. That's gender specific of a husband representing strength. You know, the man is man. I love the Nepali word. My wife was here getting in trouble. Bahadur! <laughs> Man's man. You know, the hero. The cleanest woods, you know. Some of you may be Kirk Douglas. I don't know how far back or what. Then there's Enosh. When you think of this, Enosh is our mortality, our weakness. Just a man. Which word did God use here? When he said, what is man? That thou art mindful of. Who's he mindful of? Adam? Ish? No. He refers to us in our weakness, going back to the baby in verse 2. You, you pitiful little tiny whatever you are, I'm going to empower you above the Avengers. In Psalm 8, then the puny become the powerful. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right here in this psalm. And the Son of Man that thou visited. What in the world is the Son of Man to you? Well, Jesus said, I became just as you are. Henceforth shall you see the Son of Man sit on the right hand of the power of God. He told them, you're going to put me on the cross, but I'm the Son of Man that's going to be exalted. You crush me, but I'm going to rise as he prayed. Resurrection. Anybody know that song by Dallas Home? I know it's not your buddy. And I'll rise again. No matter how much you beat me, I'll just get up. Doesn't matter what you do. Because I'm going to be seated at the right hand of God. And any time we can go to Christ and He's right there and we can be right there with Him. Any time we just pray our Father. He said it's our Father. My daddy is your daddy. Did you get that? He adopted us. We're in the family. He's made an offer <laughs> that can't be refused. <laughs> but so many of us do every day. For you, you made him, thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. We were a little lower than the angels, but you crowned him with glory and honor, and you set that glory above. He didn't die for the angels. He died for us. Thou made us to have dominion over the works of thy hands. God give us dominion in Genesis 1. Thou put all things under his feet. It's wherever we walk. Wherever we walk. Where the gospel goes, 
It defeats all these things. All sheep and oxen, yea, all the beasts of the field, the fowls of the air, the fish of the sea, whatsoever passes through the paths of the sea. O Lord, O Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. You put all that under our feet. You put us in charge. That's why Satan rebelled in Genesis 3. Because God didn't put him in charge. So he come down there and says, I don't know how to monkey this up. He was a throne guardian. He was in all the meetings. He understood everything. God said, I'm going to do this. Thing. You're going to do what? You're not going to put me in charge? You're going to put them? Humans? <laughs> no way! Uh-uh. I ain't going to let that happen. I'm taking over. I'm going to be the guy of this world. Hebrews dives into this very well. Hebrews, the author of Hebrews goes to this. Once you see this, Hebrews chapter 2, beginning in verse 5, he's going to talk about Psalm 8. For unto the angels hath not he not put submission in the world to come. He didn't give it to the angels. <coughs> Daniel 7, I taught you how God gives Jesus the kingdom and Jesus gives us the kingdom. And he gave Peter the keys to the kingdom. The keys of the car. God said, I'm giving you the keys of the car. Remember when you did that? I didn't know if she's going to live or not. Actually, she didn't know if she's going to live or not. She's like, we gave him the keys of the car. But somehow, by the grace of God, I passed Bethalta on the first try. Don't know how, but I passed. Keys of the car. Didn't give it to the angels. But... Wherever we speak. But one in a certain place testifies that what is man that thou art mindful of? The son of man that thou visit, thou made us a little lord of the angels, thou crowned us with glory and honor, and did set him over the works of thy hands, including the angels. Thou hast put all things in subjection under the sea, for in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him, but now we see not yet all things put under him. And that's the problem. He put everything under Christ. And then Christ says, you're my brother, you're my sister. Sit with me on the throne and together we're going to rule. This is what he told Adam in the beginning. Adam didn't get it. So then he came and said, I, Paul said, he sent another Adam and said, I'm going to get it right this time. And he gave us the kingdom. But here's the problem. <laughs> why, why you needed Psalm 8? You needed to go. I went through Psalm 8. This is it. But now we see not yet all things put under him. <laughs> Out there they don't know that Jesus rules. And that's why this world's a mess. It's up to us to be the Avengers to go in and save these people. Because they're all dying. We're supposed to be the heroes to save them. Because all things are not under the feet of Christ yet. Going on in verse 9. But we see Jesus who was made a little Lord. That's what we see. And he's their motto. And we're following him. He's Christ. We're the Christian. With Christ in us. Christian. For suffering the, the suffering of death. Crowned with glory and honor. That he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. So we don't have to taste it. For it became him from whom all things. And by who all things in bringing many sons of glory. He's bringing us to that glory that's elevated above the heavens. We're above the stars. We're above all those things. And by whom all things in bringing many sons of glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. He's our captain leading us in the charge, but we follow him. In the ancient world, 
They didn't have Washington, D.C. where they're looking around to say, okay, on a screen, okay, yeah, do that and send the Navy SEALs in. No. In the ancient world, the head, the captain, the king was the first in the battle. He was the first SEAL to go through the door. In the ancient world. He led the charge. They followed him to their death. In the ancient world. Not sitting in some back room in Washington, D.C. watching computer screen. Sending in the seals. For both he that sanctifieth and he who are sanctified are one. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. He calls us brothers. The guy that put everything under his feet. He has called us brothers. And sisters. Family. Saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. We were not brothers. We were not in the family. We were lost. He's got the family up there. Revelation 4 and 5. And Jesus sits at the right hand. He says, I'm going to take you who are not brothers and I'm going to introduce you in there and I have this wonderful privilege of being a minister of the gospel. Whenever I do a wedding, I, I get to say at the end of the service, I get to announce Mr. and Mrs. He is going to take us and he's going to speak our name to them and introduce us to them saying here's my family and he's elevated us above them he's right there he's in the throne room of God in the congregation in the heavens calling us brothers say I will declare that in the midst of the church up there the assembly up there will I sing praise in thee and again I will put my trust in him this is confusing Jesus has put his trust in us. I keep telling you, why is Jesus not here? Because you and I are here. And he trusts us. Why doesn't Jesus come back? I keep telling you, Jesus is here. He's right here. This is the time of the Holy Ghost. This is our time. To be the Avengers. Even above the Avengers. To be the heroes. And again, behold, I and the children which God hath given me. I and the children. He's announcing us before all of heaven, saying, look here, I saved these people, and I used them, not angels. I used them to preach the gospel. I used them to save. I used Paul. I used angels to serve Paul, but I used Paul for the gospel. Think about that. Wow. <coughs> Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise took the same things. He partook of the same things. Austin and Brad, right? Brothers. Kidney transplant. No problem. No rejection. Hello, Jesus became like us so he could do the transplant. He became just like us so we could become like him. That through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death. That is the devil. He's destroyed the devil. Paul's not monkeying with the devil. He's monkeying with the messenger's sake. Therefore, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect. We're still in Hebrews 2. We're down in now verse 17. So that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. Moving on to verse 18. For he himself has suffered when tempted 
He is able to help those who are being tempted. Hello! He's able to help. Because he knows. What is the, the best thing about the Cardinals? Who brought up the Cardinals earlier? The best thing about the Cardinals? St. Louis Cardinals? The best thing on the radio this year was the commercials in between where they said he gets us. That was the best thing. No more Mike Shannon. No more Jack Buck. And the Cardinals didn't know how to play. But the best part was the commercials on the radio. He gets us. People preaching the gospel and the commercials to the ball game. Jesus gets us. Such that Psalm 110, Hebrews goes to, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. They're still not under the footstool yet. They're still out there going crazy. Why? Because he trusts us. Because he empowers us. Because he said we can beat them. Because God says, I can send children out there with my power and do it. Reminds me of my dad. Always ask him why he wouldn't get a TV with a remote. He says, that's why I got you for. Change the channel. I don't need a remote. God doesn't need that. He needs us. He hasn't made them yet. They're not there still until, until Hebrews, until Psalm 110 says, until later on in Hebrews 10, 13, he says, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. It hasn't happened yet. Because I can beat Satan with babies. Verse 14. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. One offering. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast. You can find out more about us at dken.cc. That's d-k-e-n dot c-c. We look forward to seeing you next time. God bless you.